Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, this is Miranda Wright, and this is day 67 of our 120-day Upper Room Prayer Campaign. And today we're going to pray, Lord, help us to stand and possess the position that we have been given in faith. You see, my friend, when we begin to seek the Lord intently, the first thing he will do is give us a position. And it may not seem grand or glorious, but for those who are willing to be committed to be faithful in the little I assure you that in the end, you will see amazing things because there is always purpose in the position. So see it through to fruition. I'm going to try to help you today to open your vision that you might begin to see the purpose in the position. Because you see, the Bible says in Matthew 24 verse 13, that only he who endures till the end shall be saved. But in order to obtain the promise, you must first get into position for it. Once you get into the position that God calls you to, you then must possess that position. Once you are possessing the position, you must then endure all the attacks that come against it to try to dispose you from it. And you must stand in faith until the Savior steps in with deliverance from your enemies and in your delivering does he bring the victory that you might truly begin to see the full purpose in the promise from the promise to the positioning to the possessing to the enduring to the overcoming so my friend i want to assure you that at whatever placement in this positioning you are in Stand and possess the land because as it says in the book of Ephesians, put on the full armor so that you can stand and withstand having done all to stand. You see, God doesn't tell us to run around looking for fights. God gives us a promise in a place, in a position and says, stand in it, put on the armor, put on the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth. Have your feet shoes with the gospel of peace. Put the sword of the rhema word of the Lord in your hand and shield yourself with faith, praying fervently in the Holy Ghost that you might be able to stand against the attacks of the enemy that are trying to keep you from possessing this land. Because you see, in the end, God himself will bring about the deliverance, the promise. He will fight the fight. He will bring the victory. We are just called to stand in position and possess the land of which we have been commissioned until he comes and steps in. It is truly a fight of faith. Paul tells us to fight the good fight of faith, but I remind you today, my friend, that the real fight is simply to keep the faith so that you stay in position. Because if he spoke it forth, I am fully persuaded that he is able to deliver it, but you will only be there to receive it 
if you kept your faith and stood in endurance. It's not our place to bring about the promise. It's our place to stand and possess the land in which he has positioned us and wait for him to defend us and bring that promise about. If he spoke it out, he will bring it about. Don't quit on it. Don't limit him. Don't get out of position. Stand and possess the land and eventually, I assure you, he will step in. It's a fight, a faith, a fight to keep the faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20, it says, For all the promises of God in him, or yes, and in him, or amen, unto the glory of God by us. Do you understand what this says, my friend? It says that when God gives us a promise and we stay in position in him, what is the position in him when we stay in position to receive the promise then eventually he will step in to deliver it unto his own glory but i think many times we get out of position because we go running around trying to accomplish the mission ourselves we try to make it happen and so he steps back and says where are you at you're not in position to catch the promise And I'm ready to drop it right in your hands. Stand and possess the land. This is a very interesting passage because it says that all his promises are yes and amen. But there is a condition. There is always a condition, a condition of faith because it is only yes and amen to them who are in him. So what exactly does that mean? Mean Well, we see what that means by Jesus's own words in the book of John chapter 15, verse seven, when Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be given unto you. Herein is the father glorified that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. Remember that it said that if we stay in him and trust in his promises, then he will bring them about and he will be glorified by it. And in this, Jesus tells us that if we abide, if we are in him, it's because that his word is in us. It is abiding in us. Without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we've got to seek him, get that promise, get in position, the position that he tells us to get in. And though it seems so impossible, we've got to wait in that place of prayer, of seeking, of abiding, of believing that he is able and possess the land of that promise and he will step in to deliver in the end so that he gets glory for his faithfulness you see the passage continues in verse 10 when it says if ye keep my commandments ye shall abide in my love even as i have kept my father's commandments and do abide in his love in order for us to abide we've got to hear and obey In other words, when we hear what he has to say, we've got to trust it. We've got to walk into position or alignment with it. And we've got to stand and possess that promised land until he steps in because there's a purpose in the positioning. Let me give you a little bit of history so that you can grab hold of what the spirit is trying to say today. God gave Abraham a promise, the 
promised land. He said, walk this territory and everywhere that the, the soles of your feet shall tread, I shall deliver into your hand. This will be your land of promise, your promised land. This was Abraham's promise. It will be to you and to your seed. He spoke the promise. Abraham stepped into position. As the generations go on, the children of Israel are no longer in the right positions. So God's got to send a call to bring them back into position. This is the exodus from Egypt. He's giving them the promise. This is your land of promise, but I need you to get back into the right position in order to receive the true promise that I have given. And so they traveled through this wilderness in order to get into position to receive the promise. Now there is purpose in the positioning because you see, my friend, the area of the promised land at the time was positioned between the two major cultures of the world at that time, Egypt and Mesopotamia. And they were the trade route in between that the cultures had to pass through. Therefore, were they being positioned to be an influence on the world? But it goes deeper than that. So God tells them, go get into this position. And we all know the story. Eventually they do get in. And once they are in position, God tells them, okay, now you're in position. So possess it. Stand and profess the word of God, the truth of my word. Speak it forth. You be the influence. Do not allow yourself to be influenced. Don't partake of the culture. Don't let the enemy overtake you. Stand and possess the land. Speak forth my truth. No matter what it takes, put on the full armor. And having done all to stand, stand. Possess this land because there is purpose in the positioning. And so many enemies come against them trying to dispose them from this promise. And at times they did stand and possess the land. And in these points, they were a great influence to the world, to the cultures around them. Because that part of the purpose in the positioning was that they were on a major trade route to the biggest nations in the world at that time. And so by being willing to speak forth the truth of God's word, because they remained in him, in his word, and his words remained in them, they were able to be an influence. They were able to be the salt that seasoned the culture around them. But then there were times when they weren't the influence. They allowed themselves to be influenced by the cultures around them. And they gave up their position because they were not possessing. My friend, are you in position? Because there is a promise coming, but it's only going to fall on those who are in position to catch it. And we get into position by decreeing and declaring his word, his truth, standing firm on it, no matter what it costs you. Because it costs the Israelites a lot. In the seasons that they were willing to stand and possess the land, take their position and remain in it to endure against all of the attacks and hordes of hell. It cost them, but they were willing to count the cost and be all in so that they could stay in position because they trusted him. They believed in him and they were waiting for the promise. You see, Abraham was given the promise. 
Moses and the Israelites were told to get into position. Joshua then began to possess the position, waiting for God to step in and complete the mission. Because you see, my friend, promise that was given from the beginning. We think it was about the land. It wasn't. God told Abraham that the promise was given unto his seed and that through his seed all nations would be blessed and brought into the kingdom of God. The promise was to his seed. And that word is singular. The promise was Jesus. God gave a promise that the promise was coming. The Savior of the world, the Deliverer, God in the flesh, he was going to step in and this was where it was going to happen. And so that all that they had been commissioned to do was to possess this land so that they could stay in position to endure all of the attacks and continue to profess his words, to remain in faith, in his words, speaking those words out, preparing the way, setting the stage for the king of glory to step in because he was the fulfillment of the promise. And by faith, they had to be in position to receive it. Because you see in Galatians 3.16, it says, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds, as in plural, as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant That was confirmed before of God in Christ. Do you see, my friend, that from the beginning, the promise that was given to Abraham was of Jesus Christ. He was going to step in and change everything. And my friend, he will do it again. He will give you a promise in your life and you will start looking to all of the ways to bring that about. But the whole time God is saying, stop walking in doubt and just get into position because the promise is coming he is going to step in and change everything again just possess the land just make sure that my word stays in you and you in it and you are willing to speak it out and continue to be salt influencing the culture around you to profess the promise to profess the truth to stand in love and adoration for your king that you are willing against all opposition to endure for the sake of bringing forth that perfect and pure word of the Lord until he himself steps in to defend it. My friend, are you in position? Because fear and doubt and unbelief will cause you to keep running back and forth Between Egypt and Mesopotamia, looking for the tools of the land and of the culture and cause you to get out of position. But faith in the promise will cause you to stand and possess the land and speak forth the word of the Lord until he steps in to defend it himself and fulfill the promise. And in this, does Jesus say, will God get glory? Because that in the waiting 
He was cultivating and pruning and strengthening our faith that we might produce good fruit because my friend, when he steps in, he steps in with gifts to give, but he can only pour those gifts on those who have been proven faithful in the waiting that he might see that there is fruit on them. Because I assure you, my friend, that fruit comes before real gifts. You see, when the promise came, when Jesus came, he came to give good gifts unto men, but he only poured it on those who were in position, who were in submission, who were possessing, who were abiding in the words that had been given. Those who truly believed and were still waiting were able to receive the promise and the gifts that he came to bring. Oh, I hope you can understand what the Lord is saying today. Because he is coming with a holy visitation. But the fruit must come before the gifts, my friend. Because unless you bear the peaceable fruits of righteousness, he cannot trust you with with the true gifts of the kingdom. The fruits of the spirit must come before the true gifts of the spirit. You see in Galatians 5.22, we see that the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And then we jump to the next chapter and we read a clarification of this when Paul says, Though that I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, which is love, which is a fruit of the spirit. If we're not bearing those peaceable fruits because we have not abided in faith, in his words, willing to speak forth the truth of his word and be an influence on the culture if we didn't stay in position and wait for the promise. He says that if we don't have love, but but have all these speaking gifts, then all we are doing is making noise. And he says, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith that I could move mountains and have not love, which is a fruit of the spirit, then I am nothing. If we have all of these miraculous gifts, then we are nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned and and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. If I don't have the fruit, then we will stand before him on that day and say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied and done many wonderful works in your name? And he will say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You weren't mine. You didn't bear my fruit. You will be cast into the fire with all those who bear not the good fruit. The fruit has to come before he can truly trust you with the gifts. Because he says that love suffereth long. It stays in position. It does not, it, love is kind. It endures the attacks with meekness that try to come to move it out of position. Love envieth not. It is not envious or covetous or runs around trying to make its own position or promise come to fruition. Charity does not vaunt itself. It is not prideful or puffed up. It does not behave itself unseemingly. It does not think of itself. It is obedient to possess the land and stay in position. It is not easily provoked. It thinks no evil. It rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It beareth all things. It withstands. It believeth all things in faith. And it hopeth all things. And it endureth 
all things. My friend, we humble ourselves and seek the Lord. We get that promise. And then we get into position. And we abide in him and continue to believe his words and speak them forth into the earth. That is how we possess the land. And we endure all the attacks of hell as they come against us for it. Until the promise steps in to defend it. And to prove it. And to give gifts to all of those who bear the fruit of righteousness. Because that they were willing to stay in position. You see it says that love endures all things. And love is a fruit of the spirit. You see my friend the word of God says that those who are faithful in the little. Then he will make them ruler over much. Faith is proven. In the waiting. You see my friend. We have got to learn to wait on God. Throughout all of scripture. God gave promises. And then they had to wait to see it come to fruition. Because real faith is proven in the waiting. Because faith pleases God. And faith is proved. In the waiting. But love is proved. In the enduring. This is why the word of God says. That only those who bear the good fruit. Get into heaven. Because those who have endured till the end. Are the ones who are saved. Because the fruit. The love is proven. In the enduring. And faith which is also fruit. Is proven in the waiting. Are you willing to get into position. And possess the land at all costs. No matter who comes against you for it. No matter how much the culture dislikes it. No matter how much Egypt and Mesopotamia. Try to fight it. No matter how much the Canaanite. And Baal and all the hordes of hell try to dispose you from it. Are you willing to remain in him by remaining in his word and his word in you and possess the land by being willing to speak it forth? We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony and that we love not our lives unto the death that we are willing to speak the truth. No matter who comes against you for it, will you possess in order to stay in position for the promise to step in? So that when he brings gifts to men, he can trust you with it. Endurance is the evidence of love. And God is love. His spirit is the spirit of love. And if he is truly our root, then faithfulness and endurance will be our fruit. The evidence. Of our love. God give us a heart. That is willing to stand. Against the wiles of the enemy. That come to try to confuse. And to confound. Give us eyes to see. What you are saying. That you are going to step down. With a holy visitation. But it is only going to fall on those who have gotten into position by being willing to stand and contend against the culture of the land to possess what you have called us to stand in, to be in you, in your truth, in your words, standing in faith in what we have heard and what we have learned, being willing to speak it 
out and to be the salt and the light that spreads your truth around so that you can then step in to defend what we have been possessing. The promise is coming. The promise was given, but it is only going to fall on those who stay in position. Lord, put a bit in our mouth and do not allow us to stray to the left or to the right to go chasing around after the bread of the Pharisees and of Herod or after the chariots of Egypt or after the tools of Assyria or after the gods of the Canaanites. God, give us a heart that is steadfast, that will be as Joshua, that will say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord because there is a promise that has been given and it is going to come to fruition and we are going to be in position to catch it. To receive it. He is going to pour his spirit. On those. Who have been willing. To seek his voice and hear it. And allow himself to prune. And to cultivate them. And to produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness. In them. Oh God. Help us to see. To understand. And to stay in position. I pray that the eyes of our understanding be open today in Jesus name. I rebuke the spirit of fear. And unbelief. And compromise. And the lies of the society. And the Hellenized church of this generation. That we might have a people. That are holy, sanctified, and consecrated unto the will of the Father. Who abide in Him and Him in them. Who take their time to press in. Get the word, get the promise. And get into position in faith. To stand and possess that territory by the power of your grace. So that when you step in to pour gifts out on men, we are ready and able to receive them. Because the word of God says that we must walk worthy of the vocation of which we are called. And we want to see the greater things of God poured out on this nation. But he needs a people who are in position to catch the vision and carry it with purity and with power. Let everyone under the sound of my voice make a profession of faith. God, I have faith. But what we believe in our heart, we've got to be willing to speak out of our mouth. Because Jesus said that if we are ashamed of him before men, then he will be ashamed of us before his father, which is in heaven. So my friend, you've got to be willing to not only believe it, you've got to be willing to speak it, that you might be light, that you might be salt, that you might influence the culture, that you might put forth the word and the truth. That you might be as one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make your crooked way straight. Repent, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and the promise is about to step in. Are you in position? John the Baptist came to call men to repentance that he might bring them into position that they might be able to receive the promise that was given. 
Lord, we pray that our hearts be right before you. We come before you with a heart of repentance for any time we were not willing to speak the truth of your word without hindrance. Lord, of any time we compromised and mixed with the culture and gave them glory and endorsement rather than your truth. God, we choose today to endorse you and to have faith that you are able to step in and defend what you have spoken. God, our faith is in you, not in all the things of this world. You can do something out of nothing. It's the way you always have to confound those who think themselves wise and to disprove the power of the culture of the time. God, when you stepped in, when that promise stepped in, so few saw it. So few were prepared to receive it. So few were in position so few were seeking and those that were were looking for it in grand places they were looking in palaces and on big stages but you stepped in to the lowliest of places to a barn to bethlehem to that place in which many had said what good can come out of Bethlehem. God, you make grand things out of nothing. So that nothing can get glory for your grandeur but you. The God who can do what nothing else can do. And in this do you put all the powers of the enemy and the culture to shame. That they are unable to attain what you can attain with nothing. God, we believe. We thank you for the promise. We will stand and possess the land by continuing to speak truth, to speak forth our faith in you, in it, and in what you say. We will abide and we will pray and we will wait for the King of Glory to step in because I know I am fully persuaded that you are coming. God, we thank you for vision today, for clarity, that if we want to be part of what you are going to do in these last days, it's not about trying to get on the right stage. It's about being willing to stand in the right faith, being willing to endure and stay pure because you are ready to pour out your spirit like never before but we've got to humble our heart and tune our ear that we are able to hear your voice because the holy spirit is speaking and pleading in these final minutes for those who are willing to follow your leading to get into position. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.